The Lord of murder shall perish, but in his doom he shall spawn. Chaos will be sown from their passage. So saith the wise Londo. Hi there, I'm Cameron. And I'm Danny. And welcome to Mages of Murder Dads. This is our 15th episode. The Big 15. The Big 1-5. We mm-hmm. could get a learner's permit. We could do a lot of things. What else could we do? I don't know. It's kind of a uh, a mark of our maturity and us entering the the greater like society at large in like... Uh, Kind of in tr- like the the tradition of like the quinceanera, for example. We could That's have a, a thing. We could have a quinceanera. We could prep for our sweet sixteen. We could probably get a pet. We could probably get a cell mm-hmm. phone. Kids mm-hmm. don't have a cell phone until they're fifteen, right? Mm. I think they don't have. Maybe they they don't have like a nice one. Am I behind on the times on this one? <laughs> I think that you you like you start them out on like uh, the last generation, so they'd start out with like a Galaxy S five. But they wouldn't have, like, the, the Galaxy S7. They would have to turn into a, a full-fledged uh, adult before you gave them a phone that would explode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then they're ready to handle it. So this is a podcast slash video cast, you know, you know by now, mm-hmm. uh, that's about Baldur's Gate, despite our uh, cell phone talk. Tune in for yeah. cell phone chat. That's every third Friday mm-hmm. uh, here, here on the channel. And uh, we're still talking about siege of dragon spear which is pretty good we are yeah it's a it's been a wild ride and i think that it's it's a ride we're enjoying and um mr toad's wild ride there is no uh ended side are you talking about david blaine right now i'm not talking about david blaine oh so really quickly here at the top i love to say all of this you can follow me on twitter you can follow the show on facebook you should hit like over on Facebook, you should hit like for this video. You should hit subscribe for the channel. Um, huge shout out to all the people that comment on these videos and the people on Reddit who like to talk to us about stuff. We get all kinds of like interesting factoids and information and things like that. And, and, and generally, we just have like a really good group of people who like to talk about Baldur's Gate with us. I'm saying that as with like a question mark on it because that's super weird, but it's really cool, I think. It is, and the kind of like just additions they're bringing to the show are absolutely invaluable. Like, Kunzelman will make a, a one-off comment about a dragon and Candlekeep, and we just get dropped with like some real lore knowledge. Yeah, someone over just on awesome. Somewhere over on Reddit, like, dropped the link on that and was like, "Here, it's actually a ghost. It's a ghost dragon in Candlekeep." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, super, super, super cool. And someone commented recently about how they're playing along with the show, and that's really cool. I didn't respond to that yet, but I will before uh, they hear this. I just forget to respond to comments, but I read all of them. Mm-hmm. Well, so you don't even have a choice. You've got like Google set up to just stream that directly into your optic nerve. Yeah, yeah, it's mm-hmm. uh, it's a bad choice, <laughs> but it uh, you know it saves time. Yeah, it does. The optic does. nerve upload. So how where where are we in this story of, of Siege of Dragon Spear? Oh We started out as the hero of Baldur's Gate. I guess we're still mm-hmm. technically both heroes of Baldur's Gate. That's correct. No one took that away yet. No. And Siege of Dragon Spear conceptually is about the journey to Dragon Spear Castle, where lo and behold we're probably going to have a siege. Mm-hmm. Last chapter was kind of about one stop along the way, and really not that much happened. We tried to cross a river, and uh, Kalar Argent, the kind of big bad of this expansion, said, mm-hmm. heck no, you're not crossing this, and they blew it up. Mm-hmm. That's not exactly how it went down. You should go back and watch that episode if you're not familiar, but yeah. uh, it, that's close enough. And so now we have to go all the way around to a place called Boarskir Bridge. Boarskir Bridge. Mm-hmm. The B Bridge. B Bridge. And uh, we got to cross there. And that's what this chapter, chapter whatever. What chapter is this? Eight, nine? 
This would be nine because at the very end of the chapter, you get the chapter 10 intro. Okay. So chapter nine is all about trying to cross Borskir Bridge. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the recap. That's my recap. Yeah. And we start in a little... So in the same way that in the last chapter, you had just an area and you could either just kind of... And I think uh, this chapter actually is structured a little bit more cogently in a lot of ways last chapter mm-hmm. you had an area and you could finish the plot in 10 minutes if yeah. you wanted to mm-hmm. but whereas this the actual stuff you end up having to do is a little bit more related um but you still start in kind of a forest with not much stuff going on and this is a uh up an area that we are not looking up the name but we just know it as troll forest absolutely absolutely troll, troll forest. forest and and uh just a little thing here too about you're saying like the kind of structure and difference between mm-hmm. last chapter and this chapter last chapter felt a lot like and we talked about this in the episode a lot like a bunch of encounters from a contemporary D uh module right like a yeah. pre-written campaign this feels like a one-shot campaign like this whole chapter mm. like it feels so like, you feel like a dramatic arc to this chapter that was maybe absent last chapter yeah yeah i think so like it feels like it's a coherent unit that you could pull out and kind of like put it any adventure maybe mm-hmm. um in the same way that like the the dungeons and dragons team thinks about stuff like uh storm king's fury something yeah their their new like kind of campaign that they put out the idea being hey you could cut something out of this and put it in your own campaign and it would work because it has its own dramatic arc and kind of trajectory yeah and it'll feel good and there's all these cool encounters in it but yeah so i think that there is something structural that is uh that's present in this chapter that wasn't present in the previous chapter Okay, so that's interesting because I think, and we'll probably end up getting into this, I remember before we started recording, you were telling me, man, I really enjoyed this chapter. So maybe that has something to do with it, the narrative structure of it. I feel like I didn't say that. I feel like (laughs) I said, uh, right when I finished it, I texted you and I said, hey, this is really good. Mm -hmm. And then since then, I've thought, why did I send him that text message? I feel like this is the story of like most of your text messages to me. Yeah. Yeah, that's Mm. about right. That's about right. Okay. Okay, so we're in Troll Forest. What do you think about trolls? Uh, trolls are the worst <laughs> enemy ever designed. Maybe in any game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Why? Let, let's uh, let, let's <laughs> rank them off. Uh, okay. Top, top five worst enemies in any game ever. Okay. Number so, one, trolls. <laughs> probably like a ghoul or a wraith with level drain. Or that mm. paralyzes or stuns you. That's number That's two. on up there. That's number two. That's on up there. Yeah, let's say number two. Um, the let's uh, say... little no, it's the uh, from Gears of War. Those little guys that uh, rumble along the ground and explode when they get near you. Ooh, so we're doing we're doing even not D anD D. All games ever made. All games ever made. Oh man, um, the white chess piece. The white chess piece. Mm-hmm. What about Both bishops? Um, what about the little hammer fellow in Mario that's above you and throwing hammers down at you through blocks? He's number five. Mm. Well, that's it. That's all of them. There we go. We named them. So what makes trolls so bad? Trolls can only be killed in two two ways. Mm-hmm. Fire. Mm-hmm. And acid. Okay. And that's it. That's why they're the worst. They also regenerate health. That's true, and I think that the kind of the way it works is that trolls have this natural regeneration, um, and I think in new versions it's like turned off by um, having fire acid damage inflicted on them. Yeah, it is. Um, and I don't know if that that's necessarily the way they're implemented here, but um, it kind of felt that way a little bit, maybe. But uh, but basically, if you when you kind of deal the killing blow, if it is not in fire or acid damage, they will merely like fall kind of prone and unconscious, but you cannot actually kill them. They will just like be there and eventually they'll regenerate health and get back up. So and it's a real bummer. Um, they just lay there and your your party, if you're not micromanaging them, they'll just keep punching them even though they're not doing any damage. So I guess like the the actual mechanical impact of you during this is you have to make sure that like say Ticklevar has specific spells memorized that will affect trolls. Absolutely. And what spells are those for you? Melfs, minute meteors. If this is the first episode that uh, you're listening to <laughs> of of Mages and Murder Dads, 
Uh, it might be helpful to know that Danny plays a character named Balthazar. We never do this. We never talk about this. Yeah. Danny plays a character named Balthazar, who is a half-orc barbarian. I play mm-hmm. a character named Ticklevar, who is a sorcerer. Mm-hmm. The end. That's that whole parenthetical. But maybe people actually need to know that. Yeah. So it, it is it is important. So Ticklevar, with his sorcery, uses Melf's minute med- meteors to like finish off specifically trolls mm-hmm. that are down yep. so you can't just like waste those on trolls that are standing up you've got to wait until they are like down for the count i imagine uh, you can kind of play it by ear i mean I, at this <laughs> point i've got four uses of that spell or maybe even five uses of that spell per day mm-hmm. and each one produces um 20 different fireballs whoa i mean they're just like single little ranged attacks but yeah mm-hmm. so they, they last a while okay Okay. Yeah, this uh, this mechanic did not affect Balthazar at all because the bronze sentry that took me three times to kill, which is like actually in video, there's video evidence of these like attempts in mm-hmm. the last video, um, dropped the sword of troll decapitation. It was just a big old Kylo Ren sword, I think. Can I tell you the? Uh, mm-hmm. Can I tell you the only good thing about trolls? What's that? There is uh, one of those. Dungeons and Dragons novels. Mm-hmm. I think it could be a Forgotten Realms novel starring Drizzt Dorden. Mm-hmm. And he's got a, a buddy named Wolfgar. Yeah. Who's his barbarian buddy. Very mm-hmm. similar to to uh, Balthazar. Although uh, Wolfgar is a human. And and like pretty chaotic good. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so Wolfgar and all these, all these buds are all fighting the trolls. And they uh, they're being overrun, and they run, they they get away, and they go inside or in a cave or something. Mm-hmm. And in Wolfgar's like uh, his leg, there's a troll severed arm that's just like dug all the way through his skin and like is down to the bone, gripping him. Oh. Yeah, and it's like yeah, trolls. Because within D and D, if you cut a troll, if you like cut its arm off, a troll will grow back from that arm. Oh, they multiply. Yeah, I think that's how they reproduce in original D&D. It's like starfish. Weird. Mm-hmm. Someone should look that's that terrible. up, and I'll look that up to check just to make sure, but I'm 90% <laughs> sure that's true. Interesting. Wow. And, and if not, it should be true. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we we need to be the change we want to see in the world here. Hey, I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, so this uh, this troll problem did not affect me because that sword just deals fire damage to trolls. So the yeah. only difference that kind of Balthazar faced in this level was like it's one less on like the Thaco level versus uh, like other things with his other sword he got from Durlag's tower. So you know, well, did you see fight. that uh, the troll killer sword that you have is also from Durlag's tower technically? Really? If you read the item description, it is from Durlag Troll Killer. Oh, like it's it's his sword. It's, it just isn't from it, the tower. Exactly, it's his sword. Yeah, which Balthazar is, is not interested in like the stories behind his murder implements. He's not that not that kind of guy. No, he's so, too busy transcending morality. <laughs> so, so what else uh, was on Trollforced on the map? Yeah, just. Uh... And so these we there were there were three encounters that were very reminiscent of encounters we've described previously in this game. Very tailored encounters that are like kind of hard, thematic, and there's just a group of goblins, a group of orcs, and a group of ogres that are just hanging out in random places of this map, and you don't get anything for killing them other than experience. Um, and the ogre group in particular was like very difficult, and it kind of reminded me of a. Uh, probably the first or second episode of this podcast when uh, Ticklevar was describing how some Ogorillians or half-ogres just ruined his day, like, way back in the day. And I wondered, like, how you were faring now as I was playing that. Uh, I just summon... Half of my party can summon monsters, and so I just summon... For any of this, like, random trash, I just summon, mm-hmm. like, six monsters, and then they all kill them for me. Mm-hmm. And then you rest and rinse and repeat, I imagine. Exactly. But there was a troll cave on this map. Did, oh, yeah. Did you go in the troll cave? 
I did. I murdered every troll in that troll cave. Did you find the secret in the troll cave? So there were a few, like, little, uh, I don't know if it was a secret, but there were just a few, like, gems and whatnot around. No, so there's a hidden oh, the, door. Oh, there, there was a hidden door, yeah, in the in the right-hand side of it, right? Mm-hmm. On the eastern side, yeah. And, and did, there's a torch. What was the deal with the torch when you lit it? So were you able to find the torch? Do you have night sight, whatever, in Frasian? Yeah, I do. Half-orcs have infravision. Okay, so you, like, boop, and you open it up, mm-hmm. and there's, like, some stuff there. Yeah, and it's uh, you would have never been able to see this if you had not um, lit the torch. This is the first. This is not the first time this game's like pulled that little thing on us, right? Yeah. Like, oh, there's some things you can only access, like containers in the world, if you like trigger a certain thing, like it'd be it a dialogue option or a quest or what have you. Or well, there's that, and uh, it's this kind of um, w- within um, pen and paper RPGs, right? The DM would be able to say something like roll perception. Mm-hmm. Right, and you could check your perception check against how hidden the thing is, and then you could determine if you see it or not. In, I don't think that Baldur's Gate has like a passive perception stat, right? Like, there's no way of using that. So instead of like, you can't have the game like looking for things, um, because that's kind of I guess how find traps works, right? Like mm-hmm. in a tabletop game of D and D, the way that uh, the way perception works is like the way that find traps works in Baldur's Gate, I guess is the way of saying it. Sure. And uh, that's not present in the game whatsoever. And so I think this is a way of trying to get those systems, like the skill check systems, uh, around perception into the game, right? Like you have uh, infravision, so therefore you can see this thing. Or you have X intelligence, so you can therefore ask Dinah here to help you do something. Yeah, I th- but I think that, uh, and I think that's much more interesting even than the best implementation of a real perception system because you also have it not just with traps but with like secret doors in these series of games, right? Oh like, yeah, that's right. If you just like walk around an area long enough, even with a low score, eventually the secret door triggers because that's how Balthazar finds every secret door. Just uh, brute forces it. Just brute forces it by like deeply suspecting something is wrong and pacing. Until it just the solution manifests itself. So at the at the the top of this like zone, mm-hmm. uh, I got to see two cool things. Okay, as I was trying to leave, because it's kind of like a vanilla area. There's just stuff here, right? There's no like deep story importance. Very reminiscent of actually the uh, those wilderness areas at the beginning of BG One. Absolutely. So or actually, I, I guess three things. So the first one is I ran into a group of uh, thieves like brigands mm-hmm. and one yelled oh my god it's the hero of Baldur's gate i don't want to die like saravok and then he ran away screaming and then the rest of them also ran away oh yeah i remember that happening so that's pretty cool and they they despawn like you can't catch them yeah yeah they just run well, i didn't try mm-hmm. to catch them but presumably oh i tried to catch them <laughs> you blurred your way up into uh up into their <laughs> personal space yeah um the other one, number two, there was mm-hmm. a family of refugees in the forest, and they asked me, how far away is Baldur's Gate? And I said, you have a very long way to go, but here's ten gold pieces. You can go to my camp, and you can probably get food at the camp. So that was like a heartwarming, like I got nothing for doing it, but it, but sure. it, it was nice. We have enough money. Even that like gold bus that you sold, mm-hmm. as as pi- as pitiful a compensation for all of your money being lost as that is, could just pay for that refugee family to stay with our camp forever because that's the safest place to be in the Forgotten Realms right now. That camp they could probably buy like a flying castle <laughs> with the amount of money that I have, and then like go buy an independent state. Like near it doesn't even have to be in Faerun. It could just be like in a plane, like one of the nice ones. Yeah, like the elemental plane of fire. <laughs> they could buy the whole one. I and said one of the nice a, ones. That's one of those could... things where you're like, hey, refugee family, here's a deed to a manor in the elemental plane of fire. Yeah, it's uh, well, I, I feel like if you own it, you can do whatever you want with it, right? You can probably tone it down. I guess it's I don't balmy. know if there's it's a like thermostat. The, it's like it's uh, like the Florida the thing is of if... <laughs> the elemental planes. We want to be in the, the elemental plane of air. 
that's the problem is if you like turn the the thermostat down too low you end up violating the domain of some other deity and they're gonna get angry right Mm. all those deities their (laughs) domain so um as as i was leaving this this zone um Mm -hmm. i saw jahira again people don't remember jahira jahira is a uh, a party member from Baldur's Gate one she's a druid she's a harper harpers are kind of um like the secret good guy spies uh, the well-intentioned cia yeah we we have talked very <laughs> in depth about the harpers at some point during this podcast um and and some guy like a luskin barbarian um and i was like get the hell out i don't want that guy but i got jahira and i kicked mckin who is the uh, the the goblin shaman? Kicked her mm-hmm. right out. So you just immediately thought Jahira she was a better secondary healer than McKinn was. Um, McKinn was way cool, had lots of cool abilities. I don't think her shaman dance actually worked most of the time that I was trying to use it, and that's like mm-hmm. one of her cooler abilities. And everything else she did was just like having another mage without any of the survivability of like an actual uh, priest or a druid or something. So. It was just easier. I, I was like, I just wanted to make my life less complicated. Brought in Jahira. Got rid of McKinn. Mm. You're still paying for uh, picking that sorcerer, but you're still trying to make your life less complicated after that decision. I've, I've got some real shit going on now, though. I can <laughs> mm-hmm. I can cast Greater Malazan four times a day, which reduces everyone's saving throws by four. Ooh. That's pretty good. That, yeah. Like, you start hitting pretty hard after that. So, it's it's paying off eventually mm-hmm. so after i left here i entered into one of many uh different opportunities to be waylaid by enemies in siege of dragon spear i think the first time each of us was waylaid by enemies in this series of games we were surrounded by 40 human thieves mm-hmm. or archers and just murdered immediately they like were- before <laughs> They were probably like dual class ranger, thief, min max, uh, like no dump stat. They're like that good. 18 dexterity. Just pow, and they pow, were pow, all pow, pow. named uh, Legolas with different number of S's on the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just like waylaid. You have been waylaid by munchkins. Yeah. It was a real bummer. And one was Drizzt Jordan. <laughs> yeah, just randomly. Um, no, so, yeah. but these. So now the game is taking kind of like a little interesting storytelling opportunity with this little waylaid by enemies trope which mm-hmm. used to be just kind of a waste of your time but now there's like some cool little uh little story elements that can happen i think the the one that i saw the first one was uh i got um i i encountered a young dragon a young green dragon being attacked by two hill giants who did you help? So the it, so I did this too, and we're just going to mm-hmm. talk like all these waylaying moments that we're going to talk about here happen at different times. So we're just going to compress them all into like this one section of the podcast. But yeah, um, so yeah, so the young dragon, you show up. There's two hill giants, pow pow pow, and the young green dragon says, "Hey, if you help me, I'll give you a reward." And none of them are aggroed to you at the beginning. Yeah, I helped the dragon because the the giants did not address me at all. And that's the ultimate insult, right? Really? So you, your your uh, honor was very important here. Well, it was just like acknowledging me as a, as a person with feelings. <laughs> just being open. Yeah. Just and, and open the idea... arms and open feelings. <laughs> the idea that these dragons are wailing on a dragon and that dragon's asking me for help and they don't even address the possibility that I could intervene was deeply insulting. Ugh. It's like the UN Security Council over here. Yeah. Um. So. So. Well, yeah. I did the same thing. So I. <laughs> I not because they uh, impugned upon my dignity, just because I was like, well, you know what, hill giants—they're fine, but green dragons—they're probably very cool. I think this is the first. Is this the first dragon we've seen in the game? Mm, it, it could be. It could be. I can't think of one before. Yeah, I mean, maybe we just missed one in Baldur's Gate and Sword Coast, but uh, yeah, I have I had not seen a dragon up until this point. This was a young dragon, not a wyvern, mind you. And Full we'll, dragon. We'll get into those. Full real dragon. Um. So, so yeah, you can uh, you help the dragon. It says, "Hey, I saw a dwarf hiding some shit over there. Go check it out." <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a that's a direct quote. Yeah. 
and uh and yeah so you go over there and there's a, a red iron stone mm-hmm. and so iron stones in dungeons and dragons are uh you wear them instead of a helm and they're literally literally a rock that floats around your head and helps mm-hmm. you do stuff yeah it's basically just like the most wizard ass thing in the world <laughs> more or less yeah um and so this one has a plus one to dexterity and something else too it reduces your and and it's the the wording i'm not going to get 100 percent right but the way the wording sounds it's like ooh attack delay and you're like ooh does that mean i attack faster no there's an amount of time that it takes when you um, are next to something and you hit attack before you attack, right? Mm. It's the initial delay. So if you are a rogue that is doing like hit and run tactics with like sneak attack, then you want that as low as possible. And like certain items or certain weapons like daggers, for example, have a naturally low this initial attack delay. And other items like halberds have a very high initial attack delay. But it only really matters with the first attack because, like, if you're just standing next to something and wailing on it for two minutes, you're going to do the same amount of damage either way, right? Mm -hmm. It really matters if it's, like, important to you to get that attack in very quickly and then be able to get out. So, yeah, it is, like, a super rogue item. Did you go look that up? Yeah, I had to look it up. I wish you'd kind of. I wish you'd said no. No, I just knew. <laughs> I looked it all up before. No, that's the beauty of it. Is like you have to look that up because the tooltip does not say any of that. It says three words. <laughs> so here's something interesting uh, that happened for me there. Um, I rested after that encounter, and then two mm-hmm. more hill giants appeared, and I killed them because it's actually pretty easy to kill hill giants at this point for me. Mm-hmm. And then I rested, and I killed two more hill giants. And then I rested, and I killed two more hill giants. And I probably got 15,000 experience from killing hill giants. So what level is your party right now? What's kind of the average like level? Seven, eight still, somewhere around there. Seven, eight. eight okay. Or maybe eight, nine at, at the end of this whole thing. So it's around this point where Balthazar hits the level cap in Siege of Dragonspear. He's at the level cap for like the last quarter or third of Baldur's Gate 1. And he has reached level 10, and his experience is is frozen, like at this point. So moving forward, and a lot of decisions are made in this chapter, and they were made because my level cap was at max. Like, a lot of the extrinsic motivation has been stripped away from this game, and it is now all about items and about plot satisfaction. So. I, lo- I love that there is something, like, uh, from a role p- role-playing perspective, mm-hmm. where Balthazar is like, well, I guess I've learned all I can. <laughs> exactly. Like, he kills enough different types of things where he's like, I guess I get it. <laughs> like, I get spiders now. I don't... Mm. No, it's it, this literally happened where... He was killing a spider, and then he killed it, and he's like, I I didn't get anything out of that. And like, outside of the experience, he's like, yeah, I, I know what, what happens. And then he looks down like a spider cave, and he's like, it doesn't look like there's a better two-handed sword down there. And he kind of looks at his claymore, and then he looks at the... And he's like, nah, it's just... Uh. And then he kind of walks on and, <laughs> like, walks past the spider cave. Just more spiders, I guess. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so we did that. We mm-hmm. then were waylaid by a billion goblins hanging out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were just a billion goblins. They were... This was a real Gygaxian thing because they were like the level one goblins, mm-hmm. right? They killed me the first time. There are they some are not level goblin, <laughs> There are some goblin veterans and goblin sharpshooters interspersed. Mm. Right? That are like actual threats. So mm-hmm. I think the goblins are, are mostly like distractions of the actual goblins that, it, are, that are threatening. It is uh, very, very fun to fireball into those goblins. Because <laughs> yeah. you kill like 40 at a time. So speaking of that, there's going to be, and when you insert some of the footage of some of my fights mm-hmm. um, from this game, because I like include a lot of the major fights, I am finally using an item that I've had on me forever, and it's called the Gift of the Lost Ones. Okay. And it is a necklace that I got in Baldur's Gate 1, and it has a fireball spell on it. 
that is like 66 damage so and now, has 25 charges. So Balthazar's just running around shooting fireballs out of his face? Whenever there are more than five enemies, he is just constantly like aiming a fireball at his own feet, like heedless of the damage it's doing to him, because he has, like, when he's berserk, 200 hit points, right? Mm-hmm. So he's just like staring down, and out of his necklace are erupting these gouts of flame, immolating his enemies. And then when there are four or five left, he kills the rest of them, right? Like, that's the <laughs> cyclical nature of combat for Balthazar now. Oh my god. What a ridiculous game. <laughs> okay, so see so that's how you took out the goblins, is what you're telling me? No, I killed each and every one of those with the sword because they, they exploded when I did that. But for like the real fights that were difficult, yeah. It's it's the it's the necklace. So the entertainment value of them blowing <laughs> into blood chunks was more than the efficiency of of a uh, fireball solution for that stage and also you got to remember there's 25 charges when i want to re-up i've got to go back to the vendor and sell it for like 300 mm. and buy it for 3000 mm. there's yeah. a there's a market economy yeah there is a there there are fiduciary elements to this so what are they protecting these goblins I, protecting i mean they they happen to be around oh no they're protecting cave. the thing you think so? Yeah, when you spawn in, uh, one of them yells, protect the treasure. Ooh, okay. Yeah, so they are protecting a cave, and there are some uh, anthropomorphic uh, mushrooms down in that cave. They are called... Oh, dang. I knew this. I think they're very cool. Man. I don't think they're mushroom fellows, and I don't think they're... Well, Fungal men, fungaloids. No, they're fungaloids, not. Fungaloids. Yeah, I, I I knew the name the other day. Anyway, myconids. Myconids. Yeah, myconids. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. so there's a bunch so there's of them, some, and you can just a kind bunch of, of those slay through them. Mm-hmm. And at the end, there's a dead person with some elven chainmail and a note. Yeah, Balthazar saw that note too. <laughs> not impressed by that note. I think that note is very interesting. What did What did the note say? Oh, I have no idea. Oh, for real? Yeah. The note says um, that the person with elven chainmail is there looking for the exile who has been oh, seen yeah. near near Boarskir Bridge. And when you zoned into this uh, waylaid by enemies encounter, it said that the the earth had been recently blasted by a mage's spell. So I'm not going to spoil any of this because this is some like kind of. A plot that leads into Baldur's Gate 2 stuff, but we're going to talk about that later in yeah. future episodes because it's a pretty cool, pretty cool little detail. That is interesting. And then there was another Waylight thing where there was like a, a cave with trolls and trolls fighting orcs. And then you like go into the troll cave and there was another one of those like infravision kind of things where I could look down into a pool. I went all the way down into the pool. There were some enemies in it. There was like six trolls and I killed all the trolls and I got a sling. But the sling turns any shot into a fire shot so that actually Ooh. made my troll stuff a lot easier yeah oh that's good so you don't have to hoard your your missiles mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I mean i kind of did anyway it's actually faster to cast the missiles and throw them i mm-hmm. think i have a better like two hit um, mm-hmm. um score thaco for that mm-hmm. but yeah oh fun so it was at this point where balthazar's at max level and Balthazar, Balthazar just heads on to Borskir Bridge and, like, starts on that content. But that's not what we're going to move to next. We're going to move to next, like, the next logical place you would you would go if you were actually, like, kind of doing this stuff legit. And that's a place we have deemed Worm Mountain. Worm Mountain, but Worm with a U. Yeah. But that's not what it's called. We just don't know what any of these things are called, and we're not going to go back. I'm not going <laughs> to open that game up to look right now. Mm-hmm. Troll Forest, Worm Mountain. Worm Mountain, Borskir Bridge. We've got mm-hmm. one of them. It's, like, yeah. for real. Batting 300 here. That's not bad. That's great, in fact. That's well over the Mendoza line. I know exactly what that is. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what's <laughs> what's at Worm Mountain? Got some, uh, got some wyverns hanging around Worm Mountain. They're, they're uh, kind of pseudo-dragons. Well, they're, no, their pseudo-dragon is a different thing. Um, wyverns are kind of uh, the the cousins of dragons. In the in the, in the kind they're of they're poisonous. They got a poison tail. 
Yeah. They fly around. Yeah, and they, um, I don't know, I guess their forelegs are, like, shorter or something. There's something about the legs, right? They got little dinosaur arms. Yeah, something like that. But they're just yeah. trash mobs. There's there's trash enemies all throughout this spot. There's wyverns, there's bugbears, there's spiders, there's a hill giant that's guarding some treasure. Mm-hmm. I killed all of those things, and none of it was worth my time. Like, not a single part of it was worth my time. So there is a spider cave mm-hmm. at the bottom of this mountain. I avoided the shit out of that. Yeah, and if you go in and... I did this last after all the other content, and it was still like incredibly difficult compared to a lot of the content we're going to talk about. Um, and after you kill all the spiders and loot all the spider eggs, there's a rumbling and there's a rhinoceros beetle that pops out that's like the size of a, of a bus. Really? And if you kill that thing, you can um, later use that shell to, to get some armor. Well, that's um, okay. From, that's from a fellow... It's pretty cool, I guess. And Balthazar couldn't use that the same way he couldn't use that fucking onk eggshell armor. Mm, you got to learn about your bug armors. Uh, you yeah, got to They teach you that in barbarian school. Yeah, They're, all all like animal carcasses. None of them barbarians uh, wear. You they, have they to refuse to wear it. You have to know the rhyme. Mm-hmm. We we all remember the rhyme, right? No. If What's a that? if a bug does be wearing it. Barbarians, they must be afeard of it. <laughs> there you go. No, and and obviously, uh, it's the best rhyme they have right now. There are think there are barbarian think tanks trying to figure out a better rhyme for for that. Like to be um, fair, they are definitionally illiterate. Yeah, in uh, even as late as three you could not be literate as a barbarian. Yeah, that's your whole thing. In the rules. You don't want to get rid of your whole thing. Yeah, that's true. No, it's it's totally forgivable. But so, yeah, that's there's a spider cave with an enemy um, that is uh, useless to me because I'm getting no experience. But yeah, what's at the top of this mountain, the Worm Mountain? There's a cave. Mm-hmm. It's got a dragon in it. And that yeah. dragon is sleeping. Got, this it's a is a big cool. green dragon. It's a big old green dragon, and there's even a message to be like, hey, there's a dragon in here, and maybe if you just like don't do stuff, you can you can move on by. I really thought that being nice to that uh, young green dragon earlier would pay dividends here, mm-hmm. but it did not. It did not? No. Um, did, you, did you wake up the dragon? So I tried to kill it a couple times, and the first time that I did it, I actually did it on accident. I was trying to sneak around. But the first hits I got on it got it down to like two two fifths health, Ooh. and that gave me a lot of hope. I was like, "Oh, if I try to make a concentrated attack, I might be able to kill this thing." Mm-hmm. And that was not true. It was just a pure fluke. I tried like four or five times, and it was just clear that that if I could do it, it was gonna like take some time. Mm-hmm. And I was already like four hours into this content, and I, I'm not into that. So I just yeah. snuck on by. Yeah, I. Uh... I did a few preliminary attacks, and I realized, well, I'm not going to melee this thing because it has a wing buffet attack that just will push me all the way to the edge of wherever the map is, given the angle, and a poison nova, and and it also summons other wyverns. Yeah, like greater it. greater wyverns too. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And so, what I did is I bought every fire breathing potion that the merchant sells at the camp and then i just used like seven of them on this dragon like chained them back to back and i killed it that way just chugging fire breathing just chugging fire breathing and apparently it has a low uh fire resistance and uh like because i did it like an explosive potion or some some like uh like a fireball from my necklace one time and i was like ooh, that did well like none of my other attacks were working so the fire breathing was the way to go because it's six d ten damage, right? That's really good. That's really good damage. Um, but yeah, so I, I murdered it and I got a dragon scale, and you can take that dragon scale and have dragon skin armor made. And I went and did that, and it is worse than what I have. <laughs> well, we all know the old barbarian rhyme. <laughs> If a dragon doth produce it, 
what you have proves it caboosed it. <laughs> oh. And here's here's our chance. Here's our chance to get PewDiePie level stardom is just the hashtag Barbarian Rhymes. Barbarian Rhymes. Get on it. Um, get on it. We'll know. We'll know where it came from. We'll definitely know. So you can sneak through this cavern, mm-hmm. through this little zone. You go to a cave that's full of bugbears, and this is just like pure time-wasted buffer. <laughs> Like yeah, not worth not even not even like loot here, right? No, no, just not just some like enemies to fight on your way to like an important thing. Ugh. And there's a little dialogue option you have with one of with the chieftain where where you could say, "Look, I don't have beef with you. I just I'm looking for something else." Mm-hmm. And the the chieftain was like, "Nah, we're still gonna attack you." He was like, "This or, beef is ours." <laughs> yeah, we want this beef. Uh, mm-hmm. Um. You've still got those spectacles on you, right? That you picked up the the spectacles of spectacle? I did. So I have the spectacles of spectacle. Since I have left that tavern way back mm-hmm. in the first episode, second episode of our Siege of Dragon Spear playthrough, I have mm-hmm. not been able to use them because I don't see any little wispies around that like signify something from the other planes. Mm-hmm. However, in this episode, I did see something. Whoa. In the first little cavern of this uh, bugbear cave. And so, I, of course, I was like, Meow, like ripping you out of the the ethereal zone. And it's like a greater wraith, something shadow, greater shadow. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like talking about the void. It's like just being a real asshole, hmm. like a true asshole about every, like about existence itself, mm-hmm. right? And uh, so, like, we're having a chat, and I'm like, hey, can you understand me? And it's like, yes. And I was like, hey, you want to go kill all those bugbears for me? And it was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And so it did. And It it killed them all? It killed a bunch of them, and then they killed it, which is kind of more impressive, honestly. Seriously? Yeah. So that's that's how it went. So then I zipped on through there, and then I got Mm -hmm. into... The Temple of Siric slash okay. Ball. So question, did you go to the Temple of Siric first or Borskir Bridge first? Um, I think I went to Borskir Bridge. Yeah. And they were like, you need to go to this temple. No. I don't I don't I think that I just went to everything that I could mm-hmm. go to, and when I realized I was not finding any of the objects that they tell you to look for at Borskir Bridge or at the uh Flaming Fist encampment. I yeah. then went to the top of Worm Mountain. That's what happened. Uh, I got you. Yeah, so kind of if you were to try to rush the plot, you would get to Borskir Bridge, and the Crusade has the the entrance blocked, and the Crusade basically says, hey, we're not letting you pass. And you also find out from some folks at the encampment that you can get, like, there's like a back door into this uh, into this besieged part of that encampment mm-hmm. through a teleporter, but in order to work the teleporter, you have to have this particular stone. So either way, be it through uh, kind of complicity of the the crusade or um, or by going the back door, like defying the crusade, you've got to go to um, you've got to go to this temple of Sirik. Yep. Mm-hmm. And who is Sirik? Give us like the the tweets worth of backstory that the game already Cyric told us. Sirik is the mad god. Mm-hmm. Um, he is the person who killed. Uh, well, I mean, he killed Ball during mm-hmm. the time of troubles in one of those novels that we tried to read and it did not finish. Sure. He also claimed the domain of Mercule. And I mm-hmm. think he claimed Bane's domain as well. Portfolio, I think is what they're called. Yeah, so I was about to ask, like, what his... I know that he is chaotic evil. Mm-hmm. And that in this timeline, he's kind of like a greater power in the Forgotten Realms. But I'm just looking it up, and it looks like his portfolio is quite large at, like, the peak of his power. In that it was madness, strife, trickery, destruction, evil... Uh, murder, lies, intrigue. Yeah. Yeah, I think he got it all because all <laughs> of the, well, the the allied gods um, of, like, the evil gods of, of uh, strife and, and murder 
and uh, deceit because mask is the 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 of deceit, mm-hmm. and uh, the other one of death. Yeah, uh, they all allied together and were killed during the time of troubles. Kelimvor, after that, received the portfolio of the afterlife, and so Siric got everything else. Yeah, from those people. Self-made man. Self-made, well, I mean, he had to do a lot of murder. Um, (laughs) And he went on trial after that. There's a book called The Trial of Siric the Mad, and there's all this this stuff. I actually don't know where it stands now uh, in 5th edition Forgotten Realms. Mm -hmm. But but yeah, it was pretty complicated for for 20 years or so. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So yeah, there, this is a temple of Siric, formerly a temple of Baal. So like, kind of add insult to injury... You murder, you murder a god, and then you take over that god's former temples, and all their like worshippers who are like the most upset. They just gotta, they just gotta deal with that trauma again as you take over their temple. Yeah. So, in the interest of time, because we, I think we could spend a lot of time talking about the content of this, uh, of this temple. Yeah, totally. But so there are some prisoners, and you can let the prisoners go, or you can murder them. Mm-hmm. And that impacts how you get into the Borskir Bridge encampment. Yeah. And so what did you do? Um, I think I just freed the prisoners, but I just like I, I I got the key from like the final boss or not the final boss, but just the the this this draconid lady and I opened it and I just let them go without a word, right? Yeah. Um and uh there's also kind of a priestess with a with a ward stone and you can kind of confront her either before you take out the taining presence of the temple in which case she is totally uh insane and she attacks you or you can talk to her after you take care of like the this terrible taining presence of the of the temple and she's like relatively rational and she'll just give you the ward stone as kind of a reward oh yeah i didn't i didn't know you could do it uh yeah i like had i had two saves and it kind of worked out either way for me on that one so yeah so yeah so like the the big idea here is that the um the the temple of syric has been corrupted by this thing that's the dark presence and it's just this big like black blob thing that that Mm -hmm. like possesses your people i guess sometimes yeah, and uh, I killed that really easily. And so you you like fight this draconid, which is like kind of a, a dragon person, and that was a pretty she cool is, fight. She is her sister is the dragon that I killed. Really? Yeah. She says, like, because I say, "Oh, are you related to the dragon upstairs?" She was like, "Yeah." Don't tell me you did anything. And then I showed her the scales, and I'm like, "Yep." Dang. Yeah, that was in the dialogue. And then you then you killed her. Then I killed her. So that was an evil. I guess green dragons are evil, right? Yeah, evil all line. chromatic dragons. Hmm. 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 Well, so there's all that, and that's all kind of internal politics, and it's all interesting, but it's all pretty like D and D, right? Yeah. Like yeah. No, it's some D and D stuff, but it, it's at least uh, interesting to get some kind of unlike the the last chapter where it was like. Um, Oh, we're we're liberating like a dwarven the Dumathoin dwarves, and there's like a, a lich. At least this content is related to the overarching story of the Ballspawn, right? Yeah, but mm-hmm. so so this is why I think it's interesting. So this whole dark presence thing is being caused by this external entity, and we're like mm-hmm. told a little bit about it. And uh, what is that external entity, Danny? Like once we get down to the deep, blackest pits of the temple. What's mm-hmm. what's down there? I.e. the bottom left corner. Right, come it on, is. <laughs> it is. It's a mind flare. It's a mind flare, aka Illithid. And it has a whole party of adventurers that's like mentally dominated, and so they all attack you. Yeah, and I love I love this fight. If only that it was just kind of. It's one of those hard as nails fight that felt more like old school Baldur's Gate instead of the new curated fights because mm-hmm. it's just hard in a way that like the first time you run into it, you say, well, this just feels kind of impossible. There's too many angles here. Whereas a lot of the fights in Dra- siege are like, okay, I understand immediately how this is beatable. Um, it's just, I need to like go through the motions in order to do it. Like mm-hmm. I have to execute this well. Whereas this felt like that fight at the top of the iron throne, like early on in Baldur's Gate. Absolutely. Right? It's just mm-hmm. a bunch of like 
uh, oppositional adventurers to you with the same kind of toolkit that you have, mm-hmm. using that toolkit on you the same way you would do it to them. And like, that dwarf has the highest armor class of anything we have faced of the, maybe the Bronze Century. Like, it's obscene how much da- punishment that dwarf can take. I just summoned a bunch of monsters and sent them in there <laughs> and then AOE'd them while they were fighting the monsters. Like, yeah, over yeah. and over again. And I was able to run away mid-fight and save and then rest and then come back. <laughs> so, like, I had to, like, I there's no way I could have done it normally. But that's that's old school Baldur's Gate. Oh, right? hell yeah. That's how I played the whole first game. <laughs> yeah. Um, so two interesting things that happen in this temple that I think are cool in, like, a grand plot, plot line kind of way. So the first mm-hmm. one is that there is a priestess named Madel who is there. And she is a priestess of Baal. And so she's been trapped there for like 30 years. Maybe not that long. Maybe 20 years. And she's blind. And the priestess of Syric just torments her. And it, you can read in a journal that the priestess of Syric has been telling Medel that Syric has taken over the entire world. Oh, yeah, she's just feeding, yeah, she, like, will come in and brag, oh, man, let me tell you about what, what old, what old sea baby did today. Mm-hmm. What he's been doing, uh, Prince Elias. He took over Walter, uh, Waterdeep today, he's, he's the king of Waterdeep now. Yeah, she's just doing that to her for years and years and years, and Medell, if you talk to her for a while, tells you some dark stuff, like, about all the kids they've murdered and all this, like, horrible stuff. And yeah. in, uh, in murdering travelers and cutting their hearts out, like, some really, really bleak bleak business um but at the very end i went and i let her go mm-hmm. and she said well what do you want me to do and i said i am a child of ball the blood of ball is in me and you must go atone for your crimes i did that too so let's see i'm, I'm curious i'm i mean i there's like a 50 percent shot <laughs> that we caused some bad shit to happen Maybe. I think it's interesting, though, because she's just put in a in a very strange position. Because what we've just told her is completely oppositional to her entire religious life's work. And yet she's doing it because we are, you know, the children of the god she worships. Because it is it's part and parcel stuff. with her religious <laughs> life's work. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, you gotta, you're in for a penny, you're in for a pound. I guess, but yeah, that's uh, that that was some interesting stuff. And yeah, she was locked up for a decade. But no, almost twenty years. Twenty years, almost oh, twenty man. years. Yeah. Um, the other cool thing that happened is that there is a secret Saravok room, where and because and we know this because Saravok came to this temple to study, and we know that from reading his journal at the mm-hmm. very beginning of uh, of Siege of Dragonspear. So I was looking for this stupid room. You have to do a, a like a button puzzle. It's terrible. But <laughs> inside that room, there is a sword, and it's got like a particular name. But it, also in the chest with the sword is a descriptive piece about God's Bane, which is the sword that killed Ball. It's the, it is the mm. sword that Mask uh, was that was kind of telling Siric what to do. And so this is the sword that killed your father, even though it's that's not like, called God's that's Bane. That's like the, the heavily... Heavily hinted at. Yeah, I think it, it's like the material sword, but not the sword, because Mask, the god Mask, was the sword. Mm, okay. Yeah, it's like, um, look, if you want to read all three of those <laughs> books, I know you try, you read one, so <laughs> I'll let you more to go if you want to find out, like, the deep the deep issues here. Mm-hmm. We could we could give another uh, like a minisode between um, between like uh, Dragon Spear and Baldur's Gate two, where we give it another shot. Maybe where, we make it another book where you try to read one more book, <laughs> just one more book. I think a lot of content happens there. Maybe that like maybe maybe we'll do that because a lot maybe of stuff that happens that I think Caesar Dragon Spear is about happens in that book in particular. Mm-hmm. All right, so how does this uh, chapter finish up, Danny? Well. So I went to Borskir Bridge um, right after the Troll Forest because I stopped earning experience points, and I knew that that was where the plot needed me to go. And uh, I looked over at that mountain in the distance before I went there, and I kind of evaluated it, and I said, that does not look like it has upgrades for me. I looked down at my shiny armor, and I said, I I think we're going to go to this bridge. So I go there, and there is a quest gate there, um, the, the way is blocked by a bunch of crusaders and they say, oh, you got to go get a thing. So I take 20 steps away. 
I pull out my necklace and I start pelting them with fireballs. And they chase me down to the, the bottom of the map and I continue to pelt them with fireballs as I like kite them down. And then I murder all of them. And then around me, like 20 uh, flaming fist people appear. And they start walking north, so I walk north too. And when I get there, the whole, um, the whole like, fort is in a giant fight. Because apparently, unbeknownst to me, there's an inner fort, like, called Bridgetown or something. And yeah, yeah, it's like the place <laughs> they're sieging. Yeah, it's like the, kind of the, the inner keep, I guess. Mm-hmm. The palisade within the fort. And uh, they're, like, fighting these people in the middle. And there's, like, some person that I don't know. And they said, oh, we're gonna, we're totally gonna get you. And then I just, uh, like, as the Flaming Fist uh, engages, I take out my necklace again and just start, boom, 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 into the, into the middle of the fight. And, uh, yeah, I, I just murder all these people. And that's how, that's how it happened. Is that the only way you did it? Yeah, that's how I, like, got into that thing. So you iron-throned yourself. I iron-throned it, and I, I got in. How have, you done, then... how have you done this two times? <laughs> You've been like, well, yeah. I, that's where the bad guys are, and I guess I'll just kill them. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't understand. I'm ostensibly here to, like, stop Kalar. You go up to a person, and their actual name above what they say is Crusader of, you know, mm-hmm. this, this movement that you're, you're facing. And you and you don't expect me to murder all of those people? Well, I went a different route. Um, <laughs> yeah. I had to like go get a stone. I got this little warp stone, which warps me into Bridgetown. Mm-hmm. So you didn't do any of this? No. Oh my I did, god! I did the entire. You that missed entire... like a full hour of content. Oh no, Worm Mountain is more than an hour. But no, so I did this whole thing. I mm-hmm. finished the chapter, and then I realized I had to have missed something at Worm Mountain. So no, I, there's like, like all kinds of stuff in Bridgetown that you didn't do. Oh yeah, no, I didn't do anything in Bridgetown. Oh, holy! Okay, well, so if you use the stone mm-hmm. to like teleport in, Khalid is there. So Khalid and Jahira. Okay. Um, and so you can finally call them out on being Harpers, which is really funny. You can literally be like, "Look, you can't. You cannot possibly think that I don't know you're not a Harper, right?" <laughs> and Khalid's like, "I don't know what you're talking about." Ooh. And you're like, look, dude, yeah, just, just let's dispense with all the silliness here. You're, we know, I know what's up. And so then he like tells you his whole plot. So yeah, you go in there and they are under siege and you like do this little thing where it's a, um, you like talk to a mage mm-hmm. and he's the mage who's like protecting them from the siege weapons and you distract him. Um, and in the moment when you distract him, a big siege weapon comes in. It's this big Whoa. rock. It's an enchanted rock that level drains anyone around it. And so it's sapping the strength from all the defenders. So then you have to go back out, get your way into the camp, and you can do that a couple different ways. We've, we've talked about some of that. You talk to a red wizard of Thay. The red wizard of Thay, you can buy... Uh, you can say, hey, I think you're you're really smart. I want to learn from you. Let me Dear see, Lord. Yeah, let me see the spell scroll that you use to enchant the stone. And then you do it, and you go back out, and you disenchant the stone. There's, like, all kinds of stuff, man. Yeah. yeah, I didn't do any of that. I just killed all these people. No, so then you can so you can make a choice to stage <laughs> the, the attack. So you can do a bunch of stuff. You can either um, attack and, and liberate Bridgetown mm-hmm. um, from the Crusaders. Uh, you can try to surrender Bridgetown, and you can um, I, do like a peaceful negotiation. I chose to Whoa. fight. I, yeah, I chose to fight, so I don't know about any other stuff. But then if you choose to fight, you get to either fight with the uh, Bridgetown defenders and like push out from the fort while the, the Flaming Fist push in, or you mm-hmm. can, or you can uh, be with the Flaming Fist. I went with the Flaming Fist. Okay, so in. we both we both like, but when you fought in with the flaming fist, did you see like yeah. the Bridgetown people also pushing mm-hmm. out? Yeah. Okay, but they all died. All Interesting. Of, all of them except for one. So I got to hear Khalid like his death cries. Jahira did, did not he say, say something. Anything. Did he say something really racist about dark elves as his last word? No, that was um, that was the other ranger. Who oh, did that. okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can burn in hell. I hope your soul lives in hell, Viconia. <laughs> like whatever, right. whatever yeah. that dude was saying. Yeah, the other elf. Yeah, yeah, the other guy. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, and so yeah, 
Yeah, I can't believe you did. You should go back if you have a save game and like actually do that. I don't know. I think I like uh, I like <laughs> Balthazar's straightforward style of oh, good uh, lord. Of Mer- <laughs> yeah, Dorn is in there. There's like all kinds of people you can talk to. Oh good. no! So like after I liberate it, I did meet Dorn. Oh okay. And my- Khalid's still alive. Okay. Um, good. And he's just like hanging out in the middle, and I can like talk to him and it's very awkward like it's obviously not planned that we like introduce ourselves like (laughs) after the liberation Mm -hmm. um and yeah there's just some weird like some weird items that i had to just throw away because i found a scroll on somebody and it didn't make sense like it wasn't a magic scroll it was just like Mm -hmm. it had a weird name and it sounded very questy sounds like the scroll you were talking about yep yep that uh that's what that was he was a red wizard and that was okay yeah, there was there was a red wizard corpse like on the ground somewhere after I was finished. Uh, I kind of wish I had uh, Edwin in my party, even mm-hmm. though I don't I don't particularly like him. But uh, because he's also a red wizard, but one who's like kind of not aligned right now. So mm-hmm. I, I wonder if there's interesting uh, dialogue that happens. But so after this, mm-hmm. then we cross Borskir Bridge. Which there's a, on kind of our side of the bridge, there's a big old statue of Ball mm-hmm. um, pointing across the bridge. And on the other side of the bridge, there's a big old statue of Cyric pointing mm-hmm. on across the bridge. They hate each other. Mm-hmm. I'm actually surprised um, you don't kill Cyric. I understand why they can't do that, like, mm-hmm. over the course of the Baldur's Gate games, because that messes with the larger canon, and it's probably a bad idea to do that in a video game. Mm-hmm. But uh seems like that would be a good opportunity. It would make sense. Okay. So as you as you cross the story bridge, we get a story mm-hmm. through a vision. And we have a vision. You're like struck. Well, actually, so first they're trying to blow that bridge up. That's true. Yeah, and you've got to like. And uh, you say, stop that. Mm-hmm. Stop that, you nerds. We, we pull an Obama and we say, cut it out. Cut it out, Crusade. Don't do that. Is that. <laughs> did you That's say that? Literal, literally his response to the Russian hacking. You guys need to cut it out. Well, they need to cut it out. Because we'll do stuff to you. Well, I That's mean, but what if, they, quote. what if they tell us to cut it out? <laughs> like, what do we do? I, I don't know. I'm glad we pulled that uh, We pulled that lever first. Cut it out, cut it out, cut it out, cut it out. Mm-hmm. I might cut this out. <laughs> no, I'm going to leave it in now. That pun's okay. too good. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, so so we are like struck on the on the thing and we have a vision of the moment that we've talked about several times now mm-hmm. of of Cyric with his red ass sword that is the god mask and he's he puts a puts a knife in 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 ball mm-hmm. and ball in this uh looks like a very hairy man with a big beard and he's kind of dead eyes only got one arm I don't I don't know why ball only has one arm I don't remember the novel well enough for that Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't remember Ball looking like that in the novel. I think he's actually supposed to be bald and have, like, sunken eyes. And Yeah, I didn't picture him buff. Yeah, I don't think he has. I think he's just, like, mm-hmm. like weird and skinny and scary. Mm-hmm. Anyway, artistic license. Sure. Mm, I, didn't, but I we, didn't make it. We were struck down when this happened, and when we wake up, there is a uh, Baldur's Gate logo. Or the ball symbol, right, of the skull. Uh, like the Nike in, swoosh. The oh, Nike swoosh. Oh, ball. Um, in, like, black, like, ingrained on the bridge, like, charred into the bridge, and everybody's, like, gathered around. Mm-hmm. And there's there's our gold, good old friend, the uh, the hooded figure, here to mean mug us again. Was he, I don't even remember what he says. He's like, oh... You, you, you sure are powerful, but you're just wandering around aimlessly. I'm I'm a wizard. Truly, you could be bad or good. <laughs> there might be many. There might be literally hundreds of hours of game for you to decide that between now and then. <laughs> Only you can decide. Oh, is is Smokey the Bear? <laughs> is that the is that the big reveal that the hooded uh, the hooded figure is Smokey the <laughs> is Bear? Smokey the Bear. Only you can prevent the God of Murder from being reborn. And that's it. That's actually the end of the episode. (laughs) That's all that happens in this chapter. (laughs) That is the chapter. Wow, what a fun time. Yeah, so so yeah, so the next part will be chapter 10, and I think we're getting Mm -hmm. pretty close to being finished. 
We're chugging on along. We looked at the, we looked this up, right? There's 13 chapters, 12 chapters. Yeah, yeah, but I think it, it might not be the the case that the last few chapters are as long as some of these other chapters. Yeah. I think this is the real meat and potatoes of the of the game mm-hmm. that we're we're rolling in right now. Well, or eating, depending on your manners. No, I I exclusively roll in my potatoes. Hashtag potato roll. Um, so, yeah, thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, just like I said at the top of this episode, like I say at the top of every episode, uh, you can follow me on Twitter. You can look at the, the description for that. You can like us on Facebook. You can look at the description for that. Please hit the like button if you like to listen to the episode. And please hit subscribe if you haven't already. That would really help us out. We don't spend any money on advertising. Although, you know what? I might get myself a little holiday present and then advertise the hell out of this. That could happen. Ooh. I, that'd be fun. That would be fun. I'm just curious. By holiday present, are you t- are you going to rent a billboard as a as a holiday present? Yeah, I'm going to do. Uh, no, actually, I'm going to get a postcard. There's a one percent response rate, but my god, that one percent. Oh my god, diehard the, fans. The dry hump of marketing. It's true. Um, and uh, so yeah, so thanks so much uh, for listening to uh, this episode, and we will see you in two weeks, or you'll hear us and see what we're doing in two weeks. Yeah, and thanks so much, and uh, hashtag Barbarian Rhymes. Uh, send your, uh, your, your best Barbarian Rhymes to the comments. G- goodbye. Goodbye. Shut him the hells up! So... Said the wise Londo. Cut it out.